Welcome to Culture Matters, a podcast exploring the intersection of faith and culture. What's up, y'all? I'm Tamarcus Raglan, your host today, and I'm joined with my co-host, Adam Hawkins. How are you doing today, bro? I'm great. I'm really great. Mm-hmm. And I'm really great because of who's in the studio with us. Come so. on now. Uh, today, we are glad to have back on the show Pastor Isaac Adams. Isaac is the pastor of Iron City Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. He's the author of Talking About Race, which... Uh, If you are a regular listener to the show, you know a few seasons ago we got to chop it up with him um, about that book. And so if you haven't heard, you can go back and check it out. He's also a founder of United We Pray. And Isaac, it is such a pleasure to have you back here today, bro. Man, I don't know when y'all listening, but the day this was recorded, he got to bless our congregation with the word. He preached through Psalm 1. Uh, by this time, it's probably on our website now. So if you want to go back and check it out, you can. Uh, but yeah, man, thank you for blessing us with the word this morning. Bro. And yeah, twice. And then now sharing more words on the podcast. Mm, I'm glad to be here, bro. Thank y'all for having me. Okay. You asked a question in service this morning before we dive in. You've got to Ooh. answer it. Question was, if you could have only three books of the Bible mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, which ones would you have? You said one was, and you preached out a Psalm. So you said one was the Psalms. Mm-hmm. What else? The Psalms. I've thought about this question a lot. Okay. Um, the Psalms I would have because of, I need, I need them. <laughs> right. I yeah. need to be spoken for. Mm-hmm. I need the human, like I just, I need my soul would not do well without them. I think. Yeah. So the Psalms and just the whole array and how much of God you get in them. I, I love Genesis. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you just, you've got to know the beginning, yeah. like just to draw. So Genesis, the Psalms. And now my third answer I do love Ecclesiastes. I think the Lord saved me in part through Ecclesiastes, but that's not on the list. But my third answer was usually John, but I just preached through Exodus and I'm like, man, mm. I could probably be just fine with Genesis, Exodus, and the Psalms. Wow. Mm. So it really is a tie, but I, but John is straight Old Testament. I know, right? So I, I think for the sake of the New Testament, John is just so good mm. and so rich that, and I think you need one. I feel like I need one gospel. So let's yeah. do, let's go Genesis, Psalms, John with um, Exodus. Honorable, mention. Honorable Exodus. mention. What about you, Ty? See, I was going to say Psalm, John, mm. and the book of Hebrews. Mm. To me, the the book of Hebrews is like, if I if you told me if I can only have one book, because mm-hmm. I feel like you just get the story of the whole Bible That's true. put together in the that book is, of Hebrews. That's and true. That's good. That'd be the one I have to take. That's nice. What about you, bro? Man, I it's so funny. We've all talked about them. I thought really hard about Ecclesiastes. I thought I definitely John and Hebrews was on there. Mm. It's hard to land on them, but Psalms for sure. Dang, dude, it's so hard. Maybe just to be different, I'll take Exodus then. Oh, it's so good. Um, it's so good. Yeah. And I think Moses is... It's like a pastor's book too, because Moses dude. is just like, oh yeah, I won't do this. Yes. <laughs> like, like yes. I want these people, <laughs> these people, and seeing yourself in yeah. in the Israelites and just mm-hmm. the immediately in the desert. Oh, did you take us out here to kill us? Yes. You know, after you're, I'm oh. like, that just represents my heart towards oh, God. Yeah, he I just know. delivers and delivers, and I'm I'm just doubting him all yeah. complaining. Mm-hmm. All he delivers, we doubt. Yep. 
That's yes. it. Mm. So this season, we've been considering the unique ramifications of kind of the just the season and all that was COVID, you know, you could say 2020, that it has had on community mm. um, at large and specifically in the church. And so a few seasons ago, we addressed the uh, mental health crisis that arose immediately after COVID. And now we kind of want to address the loneliness crisis, if you will, mm. and how, you know, we continue to see statistics, you know, of how connected and um, we're more connected than ever. We get more access to information and more different ways we can keep up with each other on all the different social media platforms. And yet this increasing um, feeling of loneliness and uh, a lack there of belonging. And so we just want to look at, you know, what does what does that look like? What does it look like for us to have unity in mm. Christ and to belong to one another and to bear with one another, you know, mm. as scripture so often says? Um, and then what are the challenges to that? And so, you know, maybe where we could just kick it off is, you know, all of us are ministers, pastors in the room. Like, how have we seen that those things, those realities take effect in our own congregations and people? Mm. One way, I mean, COVID was just so hard. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it just, it was so hard. And I, I, had a, I had a fellow pastor say to me, you know, during COVID, a lot of people reassessed a lot of things in their lives, which is not all bad, but a lot of them reassessed their faith. Too. Yeah. And so we saw a lot of people leave the community and I just feel like it created everyone all of a sudden had a doctor's note for mm. church mm-hmm. and some of, and you know, not falling the right, wrong or indifferent on any of that. But all I'm saying is it seems even the instinct now to just be like, I'll just watch it online mm-hmm. or I'll just like, it's like, we're all kind of more used to that. And then therefore yes. self-selecting to remove ourselves from the community. Mm -hmm. It just seems easier for people to do that, even more so than it was before. That it just seems easier for people to pull back and be like, well, I work remote, I shop remote, why not worship remote? Mm -hmm. And in that sense, I feel like the church, like it's just God and his wisdom, in of itself, it's a prophetic institution and being like, we need you here. Yeah. This doesn't work without you here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's one, like the instinct to opt out of things feels more readily in people's minds and hearts that I'm with. And also the reverse is true. There's also people who are like, I need it more desperately, which yeah. is sweet to see. Yeah. yeah. It's wild because the, you know, there's a, a article that was written on Politico that said uh, COVID-19 will change our, you know, the way we live forever. Yes. You know, very, you yes. Know. But uh, there's all kinds of predictions of what that would look like. But this one I remember reading and felt like, man, if that does This is a couple of years up, ago. You're saying. Yeah, this was yeah. written in, this was written like just like late 2020. Wow. Mm-hmm. But he says the comfort of being in the presence of others might be replaced by a greater comfort with absence, especially with those we don't know intimately. Instead of asking, is there a reason to do this online? We'll be asking, is there any good reason to do this in person? Mm. And might need to be reminded and convinced that there is. Mm. And, you know, to the point you just made, I thought about like, I mean, even personally, I have a number of friends that, man, we grew up going to church or like just, you know, prior to, you know, 2020 would have considered themselves like habitual yep. church attending, yep. church goers that afterwards was like, man, I think I'm good with just like, I'll stream here and there. Mm-hmm. Not even, and not even like I'm a stream to this one. Like I'll just kind of pick, you know, I like this guy, I like that yes. guy. Like, yes. and I I just remember this feeling, even then where I couldn't quite put a lot of thoughts to it. I just was like, man, this isn't, 
this isn't good. Like mm-hmm. this isn't yeah. sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Granted, I want to say there was a lot of opportunities created and like being able to gather virtually, even in the midst of something mm-hmm. as difficult as that time. But I was like, some like that being replaced, or, like they said, yeah. not even seeing the good of coming together. I was like, man, there's something, something dangerous about that. Yeah, it's weird to think like I can I could think some people might hear and be like, wait, why are we talking about COVID? It's three years later, whatever, you know, and it's like I really believe that society, not just Christians, but like all society is going to be talking about whatever this moment in history it is. Mm. It's it's going to be like how people talk about World War Two or 9-11 or something like that. Like it is a culture shaping and I think it's a confluence of factors. Mm, We were talking about this before, but it's like. COVID exacerbated problems that were already starting to show their, you know, head. So it's like, okay, now it's the internet age and then the social media age Mm -hmm. and you already have dislocation, political, just atomization because of who we're able, you know, like back in the day, it's like there might be 200,000 white supremacists in the country or something like that, but they didn't have a good way of like gathering, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like the way that social media like amplifies every little subculture and every, you know what I'm saying? And it just, so what happens then when you have the worst social experiment that's ever been given to man? Like, Hey, let's just all stay inside for all our months, yes, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's just to your everybody's point, it's like I think kids have changed. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the studies they're doing on the kids that weren't in school. We have a generation of young adults who like finished two years of college not going to school, you know, yeah. like just all the things that have happened. What I'm seeing is uh now to the question, what I'm seeing is just a profound brokenness Mm. the fact that it is hard to be around other people like Mm -hmm, it is you know but that thing you just said where it's like yeah i guess i i really don't have to what's Mm -hmm. the good reason to do that you know it's we take for granted that other that we were made as social beings who need the sharpening and who need the comfort and Mm -hmm. who need the gaze of the other on Mm -hmm. us and it's just like yeah now that we have the freedom to live without that i'm just seeing it an immense amount of brokenness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the piece that's, that's difficult, right? It's, I mean, when you, the more you sit down, cause I do think there's a way you could think about it and be like, I don't, I don't understand the relevance, but like you sit down and start thinking about it, you know, like some, my wife's in the uh, medical profession. So she, she's a nurse and, you know, has gets the opportunity to, you know, kind of help and come alongside of the nurses. And it's like, man, there's a, there's a whole generation of nurses that are now in the workforce who didn't get to do clinicals in person mm, wow. because you weren't allowed to, you know, you, yeah. if you weren't needed in the hospital room, like you couldn't be there. Right. And so the number of nurses and medical professionals who graduated and now it's like their first experience in the room is on the job. Right. And so it's like, you know, you start teasing and you start, you could go in any other field, teachers and whatever. Yes. Dude. And it's like, oh, like this is, you start realizing how the ramifications of it kind of just span out. And so part of that, like, you know, we have this conversation, not so much of it being like a, oh, now we're, we got to be afraid of the future, but it's like, how do we, how do we like acknowledge the challenges and then maybe, you know, point to like, what are the opportunities or what are some, what are some practices, you know, of the days of old that we could, (laughs) (laughs) that are probably worth like recovering and, you know, to the article's point, reminding ourselves like, man, this is why it's good to come together. Um, I'm going to land in our, you know, our 
field of view again, us being ministers. You know, last night at dinner, you brought up uh, Eugene Peterson's book about mm-hmm. pastoring. I just want to read this uh, snippet from it. This is, you know, first couple sentences of the book of mm. chapter one. You know, one of the most prolific, you know, pastors uh, just known for being a very present and gentle mm-hmm. presence, you know, and this is how he opens his book. He says, I'm a pastor mm. and my work has to do with God and souls, immense mysteries that no one has ever seen at any time. But I carry out this work in conditions, place and time mm. that I see and measure wherever I find myself. There is no avoiding the conditions and I want to be mindful of them. I want to be mindful of the conditions as I am of the holy mysteries themselves. So I pastor in a place, but not just any place Mm. and not just any location marked on the roadmap, but in a specific place, a topographic map Mm. with names of mountains and rivers identified by wildflowers and forests, elevations above sea level and annual rainfall. Mm. And I do all of my work on this ground. I do not levitate. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Mm. Get to know this place. Mm. I just thought there was something so profound profound in that. As pastors, as ministers, we don't just minister to a people random. It's like there is the people that God has entrusted Mm -hmm. to us in a specific place, in a specific city. Yes. And doing that kind of work virtual, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, to his words, right? Trying to like pastor while levitating mm-hmm. isn't isn't how it's designed. And so I'm curious, just y'all's thoughts even just in on that. We are people who are limited human beings yes. who've been put in a time and a place and a season to sit across from souls who have names and who God sees and loves and cherishes, cherishes and we're called to do the same. And yes, um, I'm thankful for the technology that allowed us to try to maintain some connection in the Mm -hmm. midst of that season. But like radiation or something, it's like prolonged exposure to that type of lifestyle is going to metastasize into a cancer, you Mm. know? And that's, that's like what we have to, the opportunity to speak to something you said is like, man, I think most people, I get that there are people who are like, it's easier to do this. It's easier to do this. But I think if you talk to those people, they're like, yeah, this is bad for me. Like they know it. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like talking to somebody who smokes cigarettes. It's like, it feels good, dude, but this is going to kill me. And I know it's going to kill me. And it's kind of similar. It's like if the opportunity is to rescue people from that type of superficial living, to introduce them back to true beauty, true joy, true community, true kindness, true belonging, all those kind of things, right? Yeah. But I think, I, you know, Isaac was talking about how following Jesus is hard work and yeah. following, you know, reading our Bibles is hard work. That's what, and, But it's the same thing, like living in true community, the way yes. that God's called us yes. to be in the culture we're in now is going to take hard work. That's yes. my yes. thought. I, I don't know. That's kind of some incomplete thoughts on it, but well, I think that's good. Man, I think just going back to you, we we spoke about nurses and, you know, that kind of, yeah, those, the means that the Lord provided for us to have something uh, over COVID, it was kind of like being on an IV and the whole, the whole point of being on an IV is to get off the That's IV. Yeah. Yes. It's like, this is no, we should, no one wants to be carrying around this bag <laughs> for the rest of their life. It's like, this is a lifeline 
hopefully until I'm strong enough for my body to be self-sustaining. Yeah. And so in terms of, and then just in terms of the practices that we can, because what Adam was saying, I think is exactly right. Like it's going to, I think something we've been talking about is ease ultimately. Yes. yes where it's just like, you know, Americans, we can pick churches like restaurants, mm-hmm. like what you were talking about with how, you know, oh, I like this guy. I like this guy where it's like, man, persecuted persecuted believers in other countries they're just happy to be together and so like i'm just like what i i think the practice that you you talked about returning to some old practices i mean one is just coming and let me just say coming and staying that's it so not just dipping in and dipping out and being like well i like this guy and this but like it is these church these churches of ours are like gardens and you have to cultivate them to enjoy them. That's good. And cultivation takes a long time. And the first description of love in First Corinthians 13 is that love is patient. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, just in terms of practices to return to, practices of old, one is welcoming one another as Christ welcomed us. And mm-hmm. Ray Orland talks about this so helpfully in an article called Resilient Together. He was, he's like, if you look at, you know, just kind of the general ethos of a lot of churches in America, you would think that our Bibles say, say hi to one another as Christ said hi to you. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, man, the, the truth is welcoming each other. And so I'm not saying we have to get back to a holy kiss, especially, you know, people are going to be afraid of that after COVID. <laughs> But what I am saying is the Christian life is hard enough to serve an invisible God because mm-hmm. we do. He's just like, no man can look upon the Lord and live. Mm. But God in his kindness is that here are feet, here are hands mm. for you to, here is bread and juice for you to take in. And it's not just the longer you're in it, the more you're like, I need this space. Like yes. you were, this place. I need to be, my whole self is here. Yes. So if the Lord just said, love the Lord with all your fingertips that you click your mouse with, yeah. mm. then okay, we could do remote. But like, if he's really saying, love the Lord with all you, your self, body, mind, heart. Oh man, then the practice of just coming, hugging, smiling. T- I mean, we all know like, it's so hard to communicate without, without nonverbals. Like you exactly. can just say like, Oh, yeah. I can tell that person seems uncomfortable. So just coming and being together, like you just really don't, it's hard to almost describe about like returning to practice as well. Cause I'm like, all you have to do is come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you really have to do is come and stay. And if you will just commit to it, you'll be, because I think, uh, something we say in our house often with our kids, um, though I've been convicted, I'm like, mm, I'm not sure this is the most gracious response, but here we are, um, <laughs> is that gravity is a good teacher. Mm. And it's like, well, if you don't want to, you know, learn from me, gravity might teach you a mm. thing or two. If you just keep jumping off that thing, mm-hmm. you, it's probably going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the broken, like, I just think there is a brokenness, a real brokenness that comes about of like, I think a lot, so, you know, to be, if I'm trying to even just look at it from a bigger pastoral breath, like there are the like couch surfers, this is easy, you're lazy. Okay, that's a problem. There's also people who are just like, I don't even know how to engage with people yeah. anymore. And I'm just lonely and sad. And mm-hmm. I don't have many friends. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking of a brother right now I've been ministering to. He's just like, it's just fits and starts of coming and stopping. And I've been like, man, what do I do with this guy mm-hmm. like 
And so that's just a real, a real sadness of just like, it just hoping the church will wrap around people like that and wrap around ourselves. And the last thing I'll say is there are many things we can do, but I find that when God does something terrible, community forms around it. That's right. Mm. And it's almost like, like Ray talks about this. He's like the worst thing, the best, th- almost the best thing that can happen in your church is the worst thing. Mm. Because then, oh, in that place of death, in that place of isolation, then when your back is really against the wall, the community will, form. the community, God's people, it's like the body will instinctively kick in and yeah. respond and be like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And yeah, man. So those are some scattered thoughts. Oh, you you said that and it reminded me of the the Avengers, the last, the first um, first movie when they all disband and they're like, how do we know they all come back again? And um, what's my guy Samuel Jackson is like because we'll need them to. Mm, that's <laughs> and it's right. Just, there yeah. is there is that fury. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fury. Yeah. yeah. So it, there's this thing I was thinking as you were talking. Cause I'm now I'm I'm trying to correlate like what what is that missing thing that we miss out on? Cause I, I like I say I like to talk about the opportunities that we don't get in the virtual. And I think about to the to the brother sister that's listening. And by God's grace, I just pray you don't what you don't hear is condemnation, but a mm-hmm. a a uh, a calling to to come back. Mm-hmm. That man, you don't even have to come with it all figured out. You don't oh. have to come with with all the answers. There's something about, like you say, when you're in the body, the the nonverbal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about myself. I'm a person who wears my heart on my sleeve mm-hmm. as much as I can try to like pretend. Most of my friend, if you know me any length of time, you're like, mm, Ty's not doing good today. Mm-hmm. And it's like to just be amongst the body, hurting, mm-hmm. and for another saint to see you and walk over and be like, Hey, man. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, let me, you know, like you don't get that yeah. without embodied presence yeah. uh, with one another. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as I as I think about ultimately what we're called in, right? If we're talking about uh specifically in the body of believers and that, you know, the the unity that we have with one another in Christ, it's like, man, where do we get our marching orders from? Mm. It's from a God who is incarnational, right? Mm. What we what we uh, praise God so much for in Jesus is that he's not a God who was far off and virtual, yes. who was just like, here's my, you know, here's my written word, but my presence will stay far. Like right. the word became flesh mm-hmm. and wrote right. among us right. and, and, and walked the earth and people saw him and talked to him and touched him. And we get to now like embody that and uh, perpetuate that to one another. That reminds me so much. Sorry, I'm, I don't no, mean, but it reminds me of just that like, Edwardsian, like Jonathan Edwards, like kind of view of why God created the world. He yeah. he was perfect community, right, within mm. himself and wanted to invite as being a trinity and wanted yeah. to invite us into it. Jesus mm. coming to dwell with us as an invitation into the perfect relationship that the Father, Son, and Spirit have within themselves. And it's like, I just feel like Satan's plan A is isolation. You yes. know what I mean? Oh. And so it's like yes. what you're talking about right now, Ty, about like, dude, life is so hard. Mm-hmm. And hard if if you don't say that, it's because you are incredibly fortunate. I don't know the right word as a Christian, lucky, fortunate, or something like that. Probably you're not paying attention or you're really young. Yeah. Because everybody at some point you're gonna you know, you live long enough and all your you know, bad things happen, dude. Your friends yeah. die, you get sick, somebody gets sick in your yeah. life, whatever. There's really hard, you get embarrassed, you get canceled, you get whatever, right? And it's like really hard things happen. And 
or you do really hard things to other people. Mm. And what Satan wants is for you to hide, right? Yeah. If yes. you think about even just think about things like confession, mm. things about mm. think about things like bringing things to the light, all these kind of Christian metaphors and things we talk about, it's like, Taking something and being in the open with it, being known is like so scary to be known and vulnerable because of somebody can wound you. But it's also like the antidote to yes. all of this terribly hard life we live. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like you said, to come like you may be really struggling with loneliness and you may have been hurt by others before. I promise you the answer is not to just shrink in on yourself and isolate more. Yes. It's to yes. dare and risk again. Uh, and hopefully in a Christian community who will accept you. But yeah. 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 Yeah, man. I mean, I think it makes me think of two things, like a, a note about hope and a note about brokenness is the community is so vital because I think I'm a pretty normal human in that I have a terrible voice in my head. Yes, mm -hmm. dude. That tells mm -hmm. me terrible things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've been listening to the, listening to these terrible sermons my entire life. Mm. And what we get to do in community, and sure, maybe someone could write me a letter, but is you get to look me in the eye and be like, Isaac, that's not true. Right. Yeah. Even when I'm feeling like, man, I, I feel like I just didn't preach it as well for you to be like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. And like we get to disrupt that narrative. Mm. Yes. And so we need those broken and we can't just hear it. We can't just read it online in the clutter of here's an ad, here's an ad, here's an ad, and maybe I won't scroll past. The, it, we need that to be, we need to receive it. Mm, all of yeah. me needs to receive that from all of you. And mm. I just think to your point about confession, man, it's so true. It's just like, that is essential to God's path to life and levity and mm. happiness. Yes. And yeah. In, in joy again is like, man, I need to, I need to confess this. And James is like, don't just even confess it to God, confess to one another, right? Then you'll be healed. Mm -hmm. yes. And so we need one another. And it's like, man, I'd prefer to not email you about this super dark, dark <laughs> secret in my life. <laughs> like, can I come sit with you? Yep. And the last thing I'll say just is like the hope of all that is like, I think the Christian faith would be really, I think we'd be of like, of all people to be pitied, if, if God were always to be invisible. Mm. So we're in this wilderness right now, but the hope is that we'll make it to a promised land where we won't need faith because we'll see it. Face yeah. to face. There will, there will be face to face. I mean, how does the Bible end? Just like, I will be with them. With mm. you. And mm. so like what we get in the church now is a taste of that withness. That's really good. And I was just like, that is, that's the invitation. Mm. It's like, come and taste this again. Yeah. Because the, like, all, Proverbs says a fool, a fool isolates himself. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just like, and, and it is enticing and it is easier. Mm -hmm. Oh man, mm -hmm. to not deal with so-and-so who posted something stupid on Facebook that offended me and mm -hmm. not, not deal, but it's like, but it's family mm -hmm. and you need family and someone brought you into this world and we want you in our world, in this church. So come and let's just, let's have some witness in this place. Mm -hmm. And then maybe it will just taste like something that is coming before us where we're in a place where we will be fully known, fully loved. That's good. Yeah. And in that, and, and with him. Mm. And it's just like, it's a, it's a with, I, I watched this movie recently, I was telling y'all, it was so sad, but so helpful. You know, thank you for your service. Like all these, these men returning from the battlefield. Cause you were talking about battle and like, yeah. man, like life is like people, it's so interesting. We're like, more lonely, 
but we're more brutal. Mm. You you mm. notice that mm-hmm. it's like and here like here's the true experiment is like cats say stuff online that they would never, never say, say in person. Right. 100%. Like it, I, there's some dis it, like the Twitter fingers. The Twitter fingers, <laughs> the disinhibition of like oh I'm behind the screen. Right. So my words won't hurt as bad or I have more but like it's a it's a battlefield out there and people it's like the war these dudes were coming home from with all this all these terrible heartbreaking mental health things and they had no one to talk to mm. and it was not enough for them to just get a little pack from the VA that says you know yeah we're thinking of you like <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. so like yeah. as we come off our respective battlefields why did God make us gather every week? Not why not every four hundred days? It's yeah. because, bro, the, these past five were enough for me. <laughs> yeah. That was enough battle with my sin, with my flesh, with my friends, with my social media. I need this. I need y'all in front of me mm-hmm. to look me and be like, Isaac, that's just not true. Mm. Yes, and and we we got to come off these battlefields. And we need the doctor, the doctors of our friends to just come lay on our wounds and mm. be like, hey, man, I'm hurting too. Mm. Yeah. Let's cry together. Mm. I, want, I want to put something before y'all. This kind of personal ex- experience, um, I, I'll leave my kind of thought about it at the end. But d- did anybody else have this experience? I remember, like, if I think back to, you know, in the throes of COVID, it shut down. You know, I was a teacher at the time. And. Mm. You know, I had just come off spring break and I'm stuck in my house. I don't think I left my house for two weeks mm-hmm. and then needed to go to the grocery store. And I remember, you know, after just sitting in my house, being on social media, watching the news, I was expecting like Armageddon mm-hmm. outside. <laughs> and I remember the first time I left my house and went to the store and like I'm driving down the road and it's like the sun shining, mm-hmm. like the animal, you know, I live in Princeton, so it's like cows are still <laughs> running around. <laughs> I get to the grocery store. It's generally normal. They hadn't even got to the point where they were putting like the social distance stickers on the ground. And like, there was a part of me that was like, oh, like it's still like kind of normal outside. Yeah. And I think about that because like there's a way I've, so for the past couple of months, I've been off social media. It's not like a, you know, high and mighty thing. I just, for my own heart, I just needed a break. And there's been a sense of which I've realized how much of a residual effect just media in my life has like carried that where I have this, I enter the screen and like you say, it's brutal and everything is a war and everything is a battle. And then I'll walk out with that as my like framework of mm. my community and the people mm. I'm around. Mm. The way by which you see people. Every, relate to yeah. That. And yes. then it's like, Filter. but then I actually start moving around and I'm like, okay, there's like a dissonance between the screen and reality. And it's like, okay, let me, let me break from that. And so part of it is I've, I've been asking myself is like how much of my own intake from the screen or my own, you know, reliance on this kind of like virtual reality has created problems that don't have an answer because it's not one for me to be fighting in the first place. So, you know, I think about issues where it's like you, you know, you're connected to everything and you see all the issues all over and, you know, the world is broken. So there's terrible stuff everywhere. And there's things that need, you know, solving and help every, and there's a part that feels like, man, like, how can I do anything about any of that? Mm-hmm. I'm power, like I'm powerless against that. And mm-hmm. with this feeling like I'm supposed to do something though, cause that's the message, right? It's like, if you don't care about this, then you don't. <laughs> and if you care about this, but don't care about this, then you don't care. And it's like, oh, well, 
maybe I don't. And the reality is like, man, no one is responsible for being able to handle all of those things at one time, mm. but God. Amen. And he can word. do that. Yeah. That's the word. And I am, you know, going back to the beginning, it's like, he's put me in this place amongst uh, a certain people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I can, I I have a good chance to be a dad to Taj and Matea. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can be a husband to my wife. I mm-hmm. can be... Uh, a fellow church member to those who are in my local body, right? And you, you start to re-engage in a world that you actually have some level of influence. You don't need position. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like me as a pastor. Like yeah. whether you're a you know teenager listening to this at your school, or, yeah. it's like you have so much more uh, ability to uh, enact change in your actual physical community yeah. than we're led to believe we can online. And yeah. I think we lose sight of that yes. when we're too drawn in. You know, anybody yes, else? yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'll just say we've been using this this metaphor of work, and it takes work. But work, it satisfies the conscience. Mm. And what it what I mean by that is not that we're saved by works or anything like that. But what I mean is, you were talking about like your conscience kind of crying out, like I need to do this, I need to do this. I need. But when you re, when you pick up your kids, mm-hmm. you pick up that church member from the hospital, the conscience is soothed. It's yes. like here I am in this place with this person and this is all god wanted and these limits he placed on me were good they're good limits yeah and my conscience is clear and i'm not just listening again it's the input i think so many we have access to so many voices that this my wife and i were talking about you know this new social media that app that came out to threads and no judgment if you're on it like truly and like i appreciate you just being like bro i took a break but we just said to each other, it's like, I don't need another reason to be on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't need yet another barrage of voices into my head and heart and mind. And so can we just do the roles that existed before this phone existed, <laughs> which was husband, father, you know, friend, those were yeah. friend and just be like, man, we're just, we're just being together. No agenda. No, no click link in bio here in this meeting just we're just here together man yeah yeah you know i think i I forget who maybe you said i don't remember ty but we were talking to somebody and it's like it seems like the whole modern world is built in a way that's terrible for humans Mm. (laughs) that's probably me sounds i I mean yeah yeah, it sounds like the Um, optimist in the room (laughs) but i mean there is that sense and it's like i can imagine somebody listening to this being like you know what i'm actually pretty good with my social media habits and everything but i think the threat's still there and here's what i mean by that it's like our own minds are a are a brutal battlefield to your point isaac earlier and so it's like i just think about like how I, I don't know about you guys, but I can like sit in a car and if I stop at a red light and I just catch what I'm thinking about, I'm having an argument with somebody who oh, doesn't exist. Bro. I'm oh, shadow boxing, shadow all boxing, the time. you know, I'm making a, I'm delivering some kind of, you know, crazy sermon to <laughs> no one who's <laughs> listening, you know, I mean, whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you know what pulls me out of that insanity? Mm. Just like being around, to your point, being around my kids. Being yeah. around my friends, somebody's yeah. like, "Hey," in in whether it's um, serious things or light things, you know, yeah. both just pull me out of. And I, I just thought as you were talking earlier, Ty, it's like, man, when you are 
in the brutal atmosphere of social media or when you're in the brutal atmosphere of your own head and you imbibe that stuff too much, you mm -hmm. start going out looking for the next punching bag. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And that argument in your mind, it's like, oh, wait, did somebody say Trump? Did somebody say Biden? What What am I going to, you know, yes. like, how am I going to fight my enemy today? Who am I going to be outraged at and all those kind of things? I mean, I feel that pull if I spend mm -hmm. too much time. Yeah, We've yeah. all been algorithmed to do, you know exactly. what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> I guess algorithm. unless you're just on incognito all the time on, on Google or something and it doesn't, I mean, still, every one of us is like, having our worst parts of ourselves fed back to mm. us oh, through yeah. social mm. media. And so it's just like, we need to be, this whole yeah. thing about just going, being at church, being in the word with God, that's somebody else we can be with, you know, mm. it pulls us out of that that's so good. black hole of self and social media. And, yeah. all things, yeah. and, and just on that, and that's why in isolation, it's almost impossible. You only have yourself. That's right. Mm -hmm. So it's almost impossible to not look at yourself right. and look within. Yes. And some level of introspection is healthy. Yeah. But... <laughs> Too much is too much, right. and it is not. It does not take long for you, for me to have too much of myself, right. and so I just need to look at other things. Yeah. I just need to be have my eyes taken off myself, my concerns, my because that is just so wearying, mm. and that's why you just love Jesus. Like, hey, come to me. Take your eyes off yourself. And come to me. Praise God. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you that kind of rest you're looking for. And but when you come to me, you're coming to the family. Amen. Yes. This is a family you're coming into. And praise God. Because you we all need a place to belong. Mm. That's so good. Man, I, I hope what you're hearing as we we're wrestling through this, man. If you're if you're sitting down and Maybe you've had the thoughts where you're like, man, you know, 2020 feels like it was just yesterday, even though it was three years ago. And like, man, I feel like I should, I'm still like wrestling with this or still struggling in these ways. Like just hear that that is a, you're not alone in that. Like mm -hmm. that is a, 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 a feeling or a situation that uh, a number of uh, people in your own community and, and here around this table are still wrestling through. And Knowing that we have been uh, created as social beings, we serve a God who is triune, mm -hmm. uh, who has eternally existed in such a way. And we were we feel that ache and need and desire for community because we were we were created to have it. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when God created all things, the, the first thing that he said was not good was that man should be alone. Mm -hmm. uh, God calls that not good. We mm -hmm. we need to be with one another, uh, as we just described, in all levels of friendships, whether that's, you know, children, married, uh, single friends, the, the the family of God is is created to be a place where we can uh, experience that and to be able to practice the one another's. Like, yeah. we got to be in each other's presence to yes. outdo one another in honor and to, yes. be, like you say, be patient with one another and bear with one another. And so, man, I just... Um, I, I hope as we continue to to delve into these ideas and just what that looks like in the various uh, realms of community over this season, that we we would be invited back into um, a, a space as scary as it might be, as you know, awkward and difficult as it could be, that we would uh, we would have enough of a vision of mm -hmm. what it looks like to live in community as God has called it, that we would be willing to. Uh, I like what you said earlier, have some withness mm -hmm. with each other that, hey, I know this is awkward. It's weird. I don't know what to say, but 
I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. We could be together and uh, knowing that we'll be better for it. But um, man, that is, that's a good word, mm-hmm. guys. Ty, can I, if anyone's like me, they're listening to this, anyone who's pulled back from community, they're listening to this and they're like, now I just feel really bad. Mm-hmm. And now, and, and like, it's still hard for me. And this is an interesting thing. Um, in the early church, uh, there was, there was great persecution and uh, there was a season where the, the church was persecuted and some people fell back. They, they, they just, they abdicate. They, they threw in the towel. They're like, I'm not a Christian. They just, uh, I forget what that's called. There's a very basic word for it, apostatize. They were just like, I'm not a Christian. I, I deny it to, mm-hmm. uh, so, so they don't get persecuted. And then there was a group that held to the confession and suffered greatly for it. Okay. So that emperor comes and he goes, uh, and things change for the church. And it's really interesting that the the group who stayed. So we've we've been speaking to people who you know have fallen back. Let's talk even to the people who stayed. The That's temptation good. was strong mm-hmm. for them. And and honestly, I know myself well enough. I would have been them because when those people who fell back wanted to come back, they wanted to. They realized that was not right for me mm-hmm. to do. I lied and I, whatever you know. I li- and like. That person got killed and I'm over here and I feel no better for it. Mm, and yeah. so they want to come back. But that group, I think it was the Donatists in the church, were like, no way mm-hmm. are you allowed back in here. Like when 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 it got rough, you bailed on us. Right. Like, mm-hmm. And in a sense, we've not, it's, while not persecution, we've had our, our own kind it's of shaking. plague yeah. and shaking and hardness hit us. And we've seen some people fall back and the temptation is ripe to be like, no, mm-hmm. you can't. Co- or like, if you come back, you're going to be second class here. And so there was this whole controversy about what to do with these people who fell back. And Augustine said, of course they can come back. Mm-hmm. Of course they can come back. So if you're listening to this and you're like, and you've, you're one who's maybe lapsed a bit and you're like, you you just imagine people kind of, maybe coming back, but like sitting in the back and be mm. like, is there any mercy for me? Mm. Cause I got scared. You're right. It was wrong. I got scared. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to, I mean, like you can almost play these words over the COVID narrative. Like yeah. I didn't want to die. I didn't want to, I got nervous. I, I I lost my mind for, I panicked. I'm sorry. I, I was, and we have to be here to say there is still mercy for you in this place because if there's not then there's none for me Mm. right and so we we have to be able not only to just call people back but receive them back back. Mm. and be like welcome back it's good what did the father do when he saw that prodigal son yes Mm. it was the self-righteous older brother who was like stay out there Mm -hmm. this is my house now and it was the father who ran out and God was like, let's party. They're home. Mm. And so I think the invitation, you know, that three ministers are giving to anyone is like, let's not judge each other. Let's have a party. instead. Yeah. Isn't that Come so on. God? Like, yeah. let's have a party instead. Let's not, let's not, we, let's not be mad. Let's not bring up old accounts. Like, man, I got a new robe for you. Here's a ring. Here's a crown. Like, let's have a party instead. It and wasn't the same without you. Right. It wasn't. Yeah. The, it was like, I missed you. It was yeah. like, I, so forget about you. I need you here. Yeah. I like seeing you here. Like, it makes me smile. And like, you know, C.S. Lewis and J.R. Token, and when they're 
friend dies, you know, one of them is writing, it's like, oh, you think those two would get really close, but it was actually, one of them said, I saw less of that other person who was still alive when that guy died because that guy brought out a side of him mm. that mm. I could not bring out. And so it's like, man, we missed you and we'd like to party in Jesus' name. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for listening to Culture Matters. This episode is produced by Chelsea Conway with editing and support from the Good Podcast Company. If you're a regular follower of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can message us on social. Check the show notes for more information on how to best connect with us as well as connect with our guests and ways to support their work. See you next time.